For those of you who don't know, I'm a history teacher. Coach a little bit on the side. My kids had a good day because you know what we did? We watched the World Cup. World Cup is a national holiday. I teach a U.S. government class. I teach world history. Hey, there are political undertones in everything, especially on the world stage, all right? I'm talking about a World Cup in the Middle East. Kohi, glad you're not there because they don't sell alcohol in Qatar. Uh, all the guys that – all the people, all the fans that you see drinking, that's 0% alcohol at the World Cup. All right, they don't sell anything with alcohol in it, although the World Cup is sponsored by Budweiser. But, yeah, timeout. What in there? Lawsuit going or something? I don't know don't about with Budweiser. I know that Budweiser gave them like millions of dollars worth of booze, and they said, "Okay, well, since we're not going to be able to sell it, well, they are selling their zero percent alcohol. Well, I mean, their zero percent beer, yeah. but they saved all the actual alcoholic beverages, and they're going to give it to whatever team wins the World Cup to throw like just an enormous <clears throat> fiesta." I know. I think I saw though somewhere where Budweiser's trying to sue them because they didn't give them a far in advance notice enough to where they had already shipped it over there or something. Right. Happened. But I think yeah, they, they sue them. They yeah, I saw some pictures of like all the pallets of Budweiser beer in like this enormous place. So Honestly, there's dude. a lot of stuff over there. But hey, off of off of that today, what happened? USA advances to the round of 16 after a defeat of Iran. And, I mean, we're in this thing. All right, we got a really young team, some very talented players, super excited. Just, I mean, honestly, at the stage that we're at in U.S. soccer, making the round of 16 is a win in itself. We we missed the 2018 World Cup. We're here for 2022, and we're in the round of 16. And we are, on average, the youngest team in the World Cup. So the fact that we're able to make the round of 16 is huge, and I think it's huge for our future. Obviously, we got some big names, Christian Pulisic, uh, Weston McKinney, Musa, Sargent. We've got a bunch of big names that are all playing. A lot of them are playing in European football, which means, you know, you've actually made it. A lot of times our U.S. soccer teams are made up of MLS superstars who are superstars only in the U.S., um, now we're getting some global guys playing for us, and the future looks bright. I don't know how far we'll go. We are matching up with the Netherlands in the round of 16. They're a really good team. But nonetheless, positive vibes for the U.S. soccer team. So happy about it. Happy about it. Hey, as a, as a non-soccer guy, today was electric. Yeah, uh, that's like Man, a lot of people. I, watched, a lot I think of people, I watched like 70 minutes. And it was just – I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, like, even super you, tense. I had to ask G several rules today, but if you're a <laughs> USA guy, I mean, that's just fun. It was just fun to watch them win. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. What's our percentage on beating the Netherlands, g as a uh, soccer guy? Give us an honest one through 100 percent. Well, we're looking at? I will say this. The U.S. has not conceded a non-penalty kick goal yet. They have conceded one goal to Wales, and it was a penalty kick. So they haven't given a real-time goal up yet. Knock on wood, but our defense is looking pretty solid. 
I will give us probably, on an optimistic note, 40% chance of winning. Okay. I can get behind that. Pessimistic, 30. Mm. But there's some leeway there. All right. The Netherlands are not as good as they usually are. Um, but they're still a good side, always well coached, always at the top. But we got some young guns. Pulisic says he's going to be good. I think he had a groin. They hit him in the groin after his goal on accident. I just don't think he recover. As a man, I know uh, when you get hit down there, it's 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 hard to recover immediately. But uh, yeah, fun when stuff. Is, uh, when is that match next week? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. When did he say? Saturday. Oh, so this Saturday coming up? Yeah. All right, so he's got some days. Yeah. Yeah, we got some time. We got some time. Oh, let's be honest, that guy's going to catch a massage after that W. 100%. And I ain't talking. I ain't talking to Sean Walker. I'm talking. He's celebrating the right way. Hmm. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, he's about to come back. He's back. Yeah, he did y'all see the article <laughs> that 10 of the girls – are going to be at the game. No, I didn't see that. I did see <laughs> that. Ten of the girls are going as a statement to let them know, uh, like, we're still here type deal. Good God. Imagine just, they get sideline passes. <laughs> no matter what side you're on, I mean, what if Deshaun just goes stupid and they're just watching in disgust yeah, and he's putting exactly. on a clinic? I mean, <laughs> God. Everybody's cheering for him. Yeah, oh, that would be rough. And the fact, I mean, the Browns fans are going to, I'm sure they're going to welcome them with open arms if they find out who the girls are. Yeah. I mean, they want to win football games. Let's be honest. That's a that's a cult. That's a cult down there. Well, we know what else has to be addressed, boys. I ain't talking about how your Thanksgiving went. All right. <laughs> I'm not talking about uh, a couple new coaching hires. I'm not talking about coaches that stayed. I'm talking about one game that was played for the Golden Egg. Jeefy is not going to have many words, I assume. Um, State tried to lose. But let me tell you, when it comes down to something like that in the Egg Bowl, it almost makes it even more sweet. A two-point conversion. I wish we were recording this the night of the Egg Bowl. Uh, I would have had a lot more energy. It was – uh, yeah, it was it was a lot, but I've come down a little bit, and I just you know I'm happy to say this is I don't know maybe day five with it, and I feel good still. I got 360 more days to let G know uh, where the egg is, and yeah, uh, Will Rogers gave the whole city of Starkville, Mississippi State fans, the biggest scare of the season probably. All he had to do was honestly could have kneeled it three times and kicked a field goal and been up 11. Will Rogers decided, you know what, I'm going to run a read option for the first time in my career. I'm going to pull it. And he pulls it and fumbles. But, hey, we got the job done. Kiffin staying at Ole Miss, that's fine. I hope it all was a distraction, honestly. That happened a lot. I think Mullen was said to be leaving for like three years in a row. And then the year I didn't believe it, Mullen left. So, the Egg Bowl, always rumors come out of other teams. I think it's uh, just a little showcase trying to get in some heads. Who knows if it worked. Gee, if you don't want to touch anything on egg ball, I'm not sure what you what you can say, but you forced forced to you. Hey man, glad glad you guys won y'all Super Bowl. Um, no, nah, I mean it was it was a sloppy game. I think we had multiple chances to win it. I just think we didn't make the plays, and yeah, y'all I did. Think both teams, both teams, literally each team could have won by double digits. Yeah, 
I think that we got into the red zone multiple times and should have come away with touchdowns. But y'all's run defense did well, and our wide receivers dropped a lot of passes. But uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hopefully, God willing, I'll be alive for 50 more egg bowls. So I've kind of gotten to a stage where I don't let them eat me up. Um, and the real loser here is Malik East. Yeah. Malik Keith, two years at Mississippi State, decides to transfer to Ole Miss. He's played for both teams, and he's lost all three egg balls. Yeah. That's that is one. true. That is true. Um, I do I, – I will hit uh, Lane Kiffin if if we want to do that before we get into college football playoffs. Yeah, stuff. we can hit him and a couple – another coach, obviously. Um. Oh, isn't – Matt Rule, he's in Nebraska, going to Nebraska, right? Yeah, I wasn't even yeah. – I wasn't talking about him, but yeah. And then is it Fickle going to Fickle Wisconsin. Wisconsin? So, I think that's Fickle a good hire for Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I, I personally never really thought Lane was going. I mean, obviously, I was nervous, but I never saw anyone besides Brandon Walker and someone from Columbus, Ohio – or Columbus, Mississippi say that he was going, like, as a verified – person or Auburn fan saying that he was going. So um no surprise to me that he didn't go. I think he's I mean, he he will probably leave eventually. I just didn't think it was going to go to Auburn. I think he's waiting for one of those bigger programs that are paying a lot, like a USC or something like that. Um happy that he's staying, but I do wish that he would have squashed it a little sooner. Um yeah, excited for the future for Ole Miss. You know, an eight and four season is bad. That means that we're on the up and up. So I'm excited about that. Hugh Freeze, regardless if you. Oh wait, I do want to say I'm so happy Brandon Walker was wrong. It's so funny about <laughs> Lane Kiffin leaving and Hugh Freeze never getting hired to a Power Five again. But uh, Hugh Freeze going to Auburn, regardless of what you think about the person. Um, I think he's going to win football games at Jordan Hare Stadium. I think he's a good football coach. So we'll see what he can do. I think Cadillac did an outstanding job with the interim job. I think the the guy just loves the place. Like that almost be like Kohe going to coach on the sideline for Mississippi State. Like the and guy was just stay too. He's yeah, staying. I mean, he loves that place. And it's it's obvious when you watch him out there, he led that team to do far more than they ever should have after their head coach got canned. Now did they win all the games? No, but if you if you say that they weren't competing and fired up in every single game, you'd be lying. I mean, that Alabama game early on, I was like, this I mean, what's going on? But obviously Alabama's just a better team and they have Nick Saban as a coach. Who's gonna win Nick Saban or Cadillac? I mean, you know the answer to that one. But I think I think they're they're on the up and up now. So Whatever you guys got to say about those, don't Z, matter. you can get whatever uh, coaching conversations you got. I, uh, I mean, I'm honestly, I was kind of playing the part with Kiffin leaving. It was Egg Bowl week. Obviously, I was going to troll and say he was for sure gone. Uh, the only other words I got is, "Hey, Hugh Freeze is back, and that man's dangerous." Yes, he he's, is. He's a dangerous coach when given the resources. Um. Maybe not all the resources he got at Ole Miss. Got oh, I knew something was coming. <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll limit the resources over there at Auburn. It is wild that they uh, he has to give up his social media 
privileges, I think, is in the contract. Something needs along a, those lines. Needs a burner phone. Can't be yeah, using I mean, the, the office phone. Yeah, 2022. A lot of ways around it now. I think he's fine. Speaking um, of, before we get uh, off the Ole Miss State rivalry, too, how about John Cohen and Hugh Freeze, who John Cohen has talked down about multiple times? Why? Hires Hugh Freeze to be the next head coach of his yeah, Cohen, brand Cohen, new Cohen, near football team. Getting fired. Yeah. Cohen, yeah, helped run him out of Oxford. And then, I mean, I'd hate to say Cohen was playing chess seven years ago. Yeah, like, no way. But <laughs> if no I'm way. Cohen, if I'm Cohen, I'm playing the shit out of that car. Oh like, yeah, you I, get definitely got to act like you were. You know, I bought I bought stock and I just held on to it. You know, I ran him out of Oxford. I knew my time would end, and now I got it. No, that's crazy. That is it is wild. See, any coaching uh that you want to hit, you got the floor. No man, um. I didn't really think Kiffin was going to leave. I mean, I think Auburn is a little bit, you know, they have a little bit more resources than Ole Miss, but he's, you know, he's built something over there at Ole Miss. And I think whenever Saban decides to retire, I think Lane may be the guy that they kind of go after. I think he he's obviously coached there before, and he just kind of – I feel like he's just the perfect fit to take over after Saban at Bama, and I think he, he maybe wants to do that as well. And then, dude, Hugh Freeze, man, watch out. I mean, the dude can coach some football. I mean, yeah, he's got a little sketchy pass. He's done some things. But given the resources, the recruiting, the talent, I think they're going to – I think it's a good hire, and I think they're going to win some football games. But that's all I got, man. And before before we get done, I'll do my due diligence to all my state fans out there. Congratulations. Handshake. Virtual handshake. I'm gonna be a good sport. Just a couple, uh, just a couple eight and four teams in Mississippi. That's right, baby. Hey, and, and and we're and we're mad about it. That's what I love the most. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. State fans, pretty pretty excited about it. <laughs> but also, hey, if I got if I got to voice that reasoning, I mean, we did lose Bama, LSU, Georgia. Doesn't look like terrible. Three out of the four losses. That's right. That's only positive we can say. Now. We get to move to the fun stuff. All right. No one no one cares about that egg bowl, let's be honest. They right. don't. So it's over. We get to claim it. We get to talk about it. The coaching carousel, honestly, and I mean late November, do we do we care about it extremely if it's not your team getting the coach? Probably not. You got a little time to watch what they do recruit and watch what they do in the season. But we got conference championships, we got playoffs. Do we wanna I mean, do we wanna kick it off with Ohio State Michigan and address that? Frauds, at least it looked yeah. that way. We kind of got to. We kind of got to. Michigan, I mean, was it kind of close for a little bit? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, to run away with it like that in a rivalry game at Ohio State, Jesus Christ. You do it once, it's one thing. They wait a whole year to play the game. They come, the rivalry week comes back. It's a hated rivalry at Ohio State, and Michigan just dog walks them. Z, I know you were shocked. I know you had a take on it. What were we thinking? I was shocked, man. Um, I thought Michigan played a soft-ass schedule the entire year. Not saying that Ohio State played really, you know, a much tougher schedule, but I just thought just how it went down last year, how Michigan ran the ball in Ohio State last year, I thought they were just going to kind of shut that down from the beginning. And in the first quarter early on, they, they shut them down and they moved the ball. They jumped out on them, and then it just fell apart. They were running the ball 
uh, J.J. McCarthy was running the ball, and then Ohio State was just bringing the safeties down, trying to stop the run, load the box. And then J.J. was, you know, they were hitting the they were hitting the big plays, and you could tell kind of when I think it got like it was either ten ten or seventeen seventeen. You could tell that Ohio State got a little nervous. Yes, that that was the biggest difference for me. It was like that about that point, if not the whole game, Ohio State was on their heels and Michigan yeah. was on their toes. Like yeah. Michigan knew, like, okay, let's go out and do what we came here to do. And Ohio State was like, hey, let's let's not let them beat us. It yeah, wasn't exactly. it wasn't let's go win. It was like let's try not to let them. And another a little quick point on uh Michigan. They, the, I mean, they like you addressed it. They squashed the whole non-conference was soft as hell, which it was. We weren't it wrong. It was. Yeah, yeah. We weren't wrong, but Jesus, I mean, did they squash it? And the, the the fact they ran away with it like that in Ohio State, you just never saw any life. Is probably what shocks me more. Uh, they just laid over and kind of died in front of what a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Now the real question is: Is Michigan that good, or is Ohio State not as good as everybody thought they were? Right, and that's the question we always find ourselves with: is who's is someone fraudulent or is someone, you know, proven something? So because I do think Michigan's better than they were last year. I agree. I'd agree with that. Um, it's just like I mean, like you said, it's hard to like now. What do we? I mean, what do we say about Michigan if they go out and should you know lay an egg in the playoff again? So I don't know. It's a lot of questions in Ohio State's uh, looking at Ohio State's team just because of the way they got beat. Which will lead us to Georgia's obviously the one, all right? Michigan we just addressed. After this, it gets dicey, fellas. We got a lot of scenarios that can change a bunch of ways. The main one we got to address, Z, the wagon's back. Dude. The wagon's snuck back in. I've been saying this from the jump, man. They're a wagon. I've never left them. They came unhitched for one game, and we got them back on. And, and they've just been rolling ever since. Yeah, and that was a good win to a Notre Dame team that had kind of proven good hey, win. some life. You know, we're kind of – we're not back. We're nothing elite necessarily, but a good – a really good 11-point win. And now they get some revenge on the ones that knocked off the hitch with a two-point conversion at Utah at night, that crazy game we watched. Yep. And now Friday night, USC's going to get to take them on again for the Pac-12 championship. So, do you think – and, you know, the question always with USC was, you know, why can they not ever run away? Why is this defense doing this? Like, they never really were just dominating, blowing teams out. I think with them sneaking in at four and in the playoff, I think this is when we have a – and, I mean, they got a chance to win the Pac-12, chance to go to the playoff, and a great chance at a Heisman. And I, I think, think he's a lot to win the Heisman. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I think this Friday – which don't even, we've seen it countless times this college football year. People, right when we think we're on to them and they're they're proving something, they shit the bed. All right, Tennessee, uh, Bama sneaking out with some wins. Ohio State, you, you know, they all end up falling off. This is a chance for USC if they can come out and dominate this one. I think they might have the most momentum right there alongside uh, TCU and Duggan. The way they're playing is, you know, they're they're very confident and kind of feel like it's them against the world. But that three and four being TCU and USC and some new blood, I love the momentum they got if they can both take care of the business they got to take care of this weekend. Yeah, and on that point, I'd like USC to have a better chance of t- uh, taking care of their business than TCU. I think this is a spot for TCU against just a – they're a little sneaky team over there. 
Uh, I agree. And the only thing I would question with that is that, I mean, how many times have we found ourselves kind of being like, ah, TCU's in a spot? God, I know, yeah. It yeah. seems like it's every week. And the only thing that, that it hurts me with USC, because if we if we close the door and this was the playoff tomorrow, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, I'm pulling for USC. And I think well, USC I has a, like, out of the last, like, fucking three, four playoffs, I think they're the – the most talented four seed we've seen to go up against yeah. that Georgia or Alabama. I think they, I'd it's agree not going to be those Notre Dame, Cincinnati's like this would be, I they think would be winner. a, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're a super talented team with, you know, a top five head coach in college football. So. Yeah. And that's something I want to address too, is if USC does come in at the four and they, they don't get any benefit of coming in at four, cause they got to match up with Georgia who, has had some little little skips, you know. Kentucky was a little shade. We didn't get to talk about that because we weren't, you know, we were absent Thanksgiving and whatnot. Kentucky game was close. They showed signs of weakness against Missouri, uh, stuff like that. But USC matching up with Georgia, you don't love it. Obviously, who wants to face them guys? If Lincoln Riley goes out and gets 20-point L, I mean, this playoff clown in Lincoln is just going to follow him all the way to the West yeah. Coast. I, hope I, don't think, I, I don't think that would happen. I think – if USC were to match up with Georgia, you just got to take – you just got to find a way to slow down the run. I agree. And I think I'm strangely – I'm not saying Stetson can't throw and I'm not saying they don't have a good pass game, but if you're going to take away the run and not let them pop big runs and just make it Stetson Bennett versus Caleb Williams, I mean, that's when you got a shot. Yeah, and you obviously – your offense has got to perform. And, and that's what they want, yeah. Yeah, and I honestly – with Duggan and – uh Caleb Williams. I don't hate either one of them matching up with Georgia, to be honest. I don't, I don't hate think TCU one. can stop Georgia at all. Though. I don't think – no, TCU will be more – much more shootout. Much yeah. more. But that – dude, and we'll switch – we'll just transition right to them. Did you watch the uh, – what was it, TCU and uh, – who was it two weeks ago? When they won on the Iowa State? Two weeks ago? Uh, TCU field goal to end it. They rush them out last second, kick a field goal to win. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was one of the ballsiest coaching decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. Unbelievable. No timeouts and run it up the middle like crazy. But that was crazy. probably the first, the first one I've sat down and really like – like I was, I was watching every snap. Obviously, it was an incredible game, and I thought number three or four at the time was going to lose. Like I was dialed in. That team's that team's got one of them little special uh, little magic, do, and the magic does may, run out in playoff. Like playoff they is, they may be the team of destiny. Yeah, and the playoff college football playoff isn't anything like you know college baseball or college hoops. It's kind of the playoffs come, the door kind of shuts, the magic dust stays behind the big boy. You got you got to be a real deal. So they could run yeah. out, but man, that team's special. And Max Duggan, dude, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he is. He is, man. But it's a good team. I love watching them. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Hey, man, if you can score some points, anything can happen. Now, one of the biggest upsets of the year, and if they could have seen what was going to plant, was going to happen last Saturday, I'm sure they would have kicked themselves in the ass a little bit harder. And most people would think I'm talking about Tennessee falling apart. LSU to Texas A&M, fellas, can we talk about this one? This is this is odd. It's the one of the worst Texas A&M teams in probably the last ten years, but I think they just overlooked them. I mean, they had to. They uh, like there's literally. It's not like Texas A&M just came out there and 
played the no. perfect football game. LSU just wanted like they literally, like you said, they're okay. How how can we beat Georgia? How can we sneak into the playoff? Yeah, Ron Kelly. This is what they preached about in the SEC. It's there's never a week off. It was never a week off. That one was crazy, and then the one I teased you about Tennessee. I mean, if they could go back in time, man, and handle South Carolina, who also ruined Clemson's shot. Yeah, they they would be kicking themselves. I mean, the way it played, like if they could have seen the way it was going to play out, you just know. I mean, they have to be just kicking themselves in the ass, especially. I mean, Tennessee to South Tennessee was even the way it was going to play out. Like if all this wouldn't have happened. Tennessee people were still saying, okay, went out and you're fine. They still gave them a yeah. chance. Now yeah. they would have for sure, I think, locked it up much easier. It would have been a much better chance. And to have that loss and for South Carolina to just back to back say, yeah, screw it. We're gonna we're gonna ruin a couple guys' seasons just for the hell of it. Yeah, South Carolina found something these last two weeks with Spencer Rattler in that offense. I mean, I couldn't. They look like a way different team. Yeah, and it just – if you're a South Carolina fan, which I don't know many, I mean, you got to be – you got to enjoy it, obviously, for a minute, but then you got to think, damn, like, where – what are we doing? Where's this been? Yeah. But much easier to say uh, after the fact. I'm going to read off four – or five, six, and seven. We got Ohio State at five, Bama at six, Tennessee at seven. As much as people are giving percentages and, you know, saying how people can get in and this and that, besides the TCU and having to face Kansas State for their conference championship, I think I, I think I kind of like where the playoffs at. Like, I honestly think it's a really good chance that that's it. This is it. I don't think Ohio State should have a chance to get back in. I do, but, it, like, obviously if those but at the same win, time I do, yeah. If, if, those if, they, win, if all four win, yeah. Yeah, it's obviously a wrap. So that's just. Well, it's not even that. Like, if Georgia loses, they're still going to be in. So, like, if LSU beats them, they're not going to jump in. That uh, one, if if LSU somehow beats them, that's going to throw this thing. Like, it's going to be crazy. They'll still be in, though. No, they're they're in. I'm talking about more crazy as far as like fan base. The whole, you know, Ohio State's always been against the SEC, right? Because they always make yeah. the playoff. Bama always takes care of them, or. Georgia, someone knocks them, they're going to lose it. If Georgia's one loss is to uh, LSU, who's now 9-3 and and like 15th, I think, today, or 13th or something, Ohio State is going to cry a river about how Michigan's their only L. But, yeah, Georgia's going to be in, and they should. There's not a world without Georgia in the playoff now at this point. Like, if TCU and USC lose, does Bama sneak in? Dude, if I I cannot believe that the answer go, is yes. No, I can't believe that. Yes. I know if TCU and USC lose, do you go? Um, oh, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. <laughs> that you or know they C- would. You know they would because they wouldn't allow a SEC SEC natty. I don't think, or they would try their best not to. And they would do the same for Michigan, Ohio State. They'd rather them play in the semis. Exactly. That's why it's so weird how it lines up like that. Or do you Man. keep a one-loss TCU in over a two-loss Bama, even though Bama's be probably honest. the better team? If TCU loses a close one to Kansas State and US, USC loses again to Utah, obviously they're out. So if we'll you, say yeah, that happens. Yeah. 
We'll say that happens. It doesn't matter Ohio State what you're Ohio State takes their spot. If yeah. TCU loses a close one to Kansas State and Bama jumps them, the college football world and Twitter is going to lose it. Because let's be honest, man. I, I understand it. And I They're get better. I get I, I do. I get the point of Bama's losses are what two plays? Yeah. Essentially. No, so I get, really I, get I get their argument. I wish I could look at their argument without knowing it was Alabama because I'd probably pick them. Because mm-hmm. two plays and one being in Death Valley and the other one being in front of 105,000 and kneeling. I mean. At night, which is not an easy place to play at all. Two, I mean, two of the most hostile games we saw all year. Yeah. Lose on two plays. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I see your point. I just – it's insane because I think I do favor TCU a little bit because they're – if you could switch them and tell me TCU was Bama scenario and Bama was them, I'd pick TCU. Obviously, it's the Bama. It's here in Bama and knowing that Bama's two loss and everyone wrote them off. As soon as they lost to LSU, Bama just got swept under the rug. And now, all of a sudden, people have moved the rug and Bama's just crawl. That's out. what I'm, I mean. If it wasn't, if it wasn't, if there wasn't a chance, they wouldn't be ranked sixth. A hundred percent. I agree with you. And it's, that's so – it's literally crazy that we're sitting here – I don't know when they played LSU, like week nine. Does that sound right? Somewhere in there? Yeah. Probably game nine-ish. Nine right. Yeah, eight or nine. And it's just crazy after that week. Because, I mean, I was in the same boat. If anyone that keeps up in college football, you were in the same boat, you're like, damn, like, they're probably done. Like, it's almost impossible to make it back at two losses this early. It's going to be a tough road. Well, then when LSU clinched the West – it was like, okay, sweep them up, dump them in the trash, throw them out, dumpster, they're done. And then they just rise back up, little undertaker mode out of the casket, and they're just knocking on the door waiting for someone to lose. And don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of stuff that's got to go the right way because USC and TCU to lose, is it, is it capable? 100%. I mean, USC already lost to them once. TCU's had some scares, but for both of them to lose would just be – I mean, it'd be insane. And now this may be a hot take, but I don't think it's a 100% lock it up that Michigan just goes out there and just runs away against Purdue. You're coming off an emotional-ass game like that against Ohio State. That's your season. And now you're going into a sneaky Purdue team who's going to try and run the ball down your throat and just slow play this game. I think the only difference is Michigan being one of them blue bloods, like being a – they've been there, they get it. I think they realize they have to say, okay, look, that was great. But we – I mean, we're not even close to finished business at all. We lose, then everything we – for this season is not even – we don't even have a chance at it more than likely. They lose to if, Purdue. If, if they lose to tough. Purdue, I don't know how – I don't know what yes. happens. That's, I mean, that is – no matter what the other teams do, if Michigan loses to Purdue this weekend, that is a tough – If Michigan practice. loses to Purdue, does fucking Bama jump both of them? They pro- I mean – You're going to put Michigan in after they lose to Purdue, but then you're going to – but you can't put Ohio State in over Michigan because Michigan beat Ohio State. <laughs> so, then, so then the committee's like, fuck it, let's just put Bama in. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it because, like we said, they lost on the road, LSU, on the road, Tennessee, and for Pretty Michigan nuts, to lose a conference ship against Purdue – if two of the top four lose, man, yeah. I mean, yeah, so that's not doing any justice. I mean, LSU, yeah, they finished 9-3, and three, and Tennessee finished 10-2 and two with the loss to Georgia. Like, 
I mean, that's two two pretty the losses holding up decently. And the fact, like I said, it's two plays that lost two games. That'd be something, so, man, if if two of these top four lose and then it gets real interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think I got a feeling we're gonna be having some fun next week when we come back and some stuff is played out. I just I can't believe it's come down to this and us having two weeks off from the pod. It's like we miss so much. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. But that's about all I got. I think USC, the wagons snuck back up. All right, I think Max Duggan and the Horn Frogs are fun to watch. I get us playing the Purdue is sneaky and this and that. I think Georgia and Michigan, I'm 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 liking their chances of getting in. And those three and four, I really like. I said, I just don't Georgia's hate a it. Lock. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it if it if it ends up this Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. I don't hate it. I would oh, prefer that for sure. You like the four G? I like those four. You know, you know, I don't want to see Bama back in it. Uh, that's just a lot of new blood for me. Yeah, I love it. Especially USC, TCU, and then Michigan's usually getting put out by Ohio State, and they actually beat Ohio State this year. So, so who were? Let's say it's those four, or even if you think Ohio State or Bama, in, who you, who you boys pulling for? Not betting on. Who would you like? I'm to see? pulling for like USC. I, now that Caleb's locking up the Heisman, I wouldn't hate seeing him just go stupid and carry. I'm like, I want their defense to suck in the playoff, and I want Caleb just to carry them Heisman moment after Heisman moment. But then the other part of me is like, and these damn Horn Frogs and Max Duggan, I, I like. Yeah, it. yeah, I like. I'd, I'd pull for USC, but a Duggan versus Caleb Williams in the Natty would be legendary. Like, they knocked off awesome. TCU's a two and a half point favorite. That's it. Mm. I mean. Kansas State's a sneaky team, man. Yeah. They're always What's solid. Friday night? Like a field goal for? Kansas State? No, uh, USC Friday night. They can't be too much. Three? Three. It's going to get chippy. Honestly, USC, Vegas. USC's got to come out and punch them in the mouth after they've knocked them off. Two-point conversion. Thought yeah. they ruined the season. USC said, uh uh-uh, we're right here. We're right here back. I love that they play that game on Friday night. It's just the biggest awesome. game. It's just awesome, just because. And like yeah. you said, Vegas. Yep, and it's in Vegas. Sheesh. Well, that's all I got on college football, fellas, unless anyone wants to add anything. We're in well, for I'm a- good, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, there's really, it's just, it's really three games. Three games determine it. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. There's really not that many that there's only a couple games. That's all we got. And that dictates who's in or that dictates if it stays this four. Now, if one messes up, the ball's in the committee's court. Right. And that's why the 12 team playoff needs to come in. Hey, I don't know. That would be crazy. I mean, I'm 50 50 on the 12 team because, like, if you put you just go off the 12 today, you're going to put those 12 in. It's not going to be good football all the way around. I agree. But, yeah, but it's, it's it's not always good football all the way around when you put four teams in. No, I know. True, but some people are saying it'd make it worse when the one and four is that lopsided. But that yeah. once every four years that the, the nine beats the three would be absolutely electric. I think eight teams would be better. Top eight. I wouldn't hate eight. It's, I mean, it's got to be I, we talk about it all the time. It's got to be more. It's got to be more than four. Yeah, I think eight yeah. would be 
I like 12 just because, like, this year we see uh, another group of five in Tulane just absolutely the best season of their football history besides, like, when football helmets were still leather and they're at 12 right now, like, that just for their program would be so cool to go to a playoff game, whether you get blown out or not. Like, well, yeah, that's just an like awesome thing. Kansas State, TCU, and USC, Utah would basically be two They're playoff. at 18? They were at 12. Uh, did they lose last week? Mm-hmm. They were at 12 last week. Mm-hmm. Could have sworn because I saw a bracket with them at 12. Who are you talking about? Tulane. No, Tulane's at 18. Hmm. 10 and 2. Well, really I saw an old bracket then. Huh? Yeah, they're at 18. Oh, good. no, you saw the bracket that gave them a bid because they'd win the conference. Ah, uh, that's, that's right. That's that. right. That's See, on me, guys. That's that. on me. Like, like, I don't know if you can necessarily do that, but if you did, like, how the playoff committee does it, just straight up best yeah. 12. And I think best 12, we're talking about like – twelve. The 12 right now, like outside those four, it would just be Ohio State, Bama, Tennessee, Penn State, Clemson, Kansas State. Oh, God, Utah, that sounds juicy. Yeah, that's – I mean – I mean, imagine that Saturday. Imagine if you put blue boys you could crush watching that football. And if you put more SEC teams in it, like uh, LSU, Tennessee, they're going to scare those big guys for sure, regardless, I think. But then you go Penn State's at eight, so you would just go one through eight, and then it'd be Georgia and Penn State. The first round, like that's a that's a blue blood matchup. <laughs> yeah, God, it sounds great. And then t- TCU draws Bama. That would be tough. But before we go, I do just want to say, Saints need a quarterback. Saints need a head coach. Saints need draft picks. All right, so that's that's gonna do that's gonna do it for me. Hey, right, more NFL next week. UFC Orlando this weekend, too, guys. Watch that. I'm not going to go over it, but watch it. It's going to be good. That's well, all yeah, boys. Take us home, Z. Take us home, Z. Z, bring us home. Let's go. <laughs> Tune in this weekend, man. We'll catch you next week. We'll hit you with some more NFL, maybe sprinkle in a little bit of this UFC Orlando. But you'll we'll be back. You'll be here. You'll be graced by our beautiful voices. Go Falcons. Mm. (laughs) Fair enough. Snuck it in on us.